This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, October 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. NSAC lays out Farm Bill priorities. Senate panel to vote on Trump's pick for USTR ag negotiator and Clovis hearing possible next week. The National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition says the next Farm Bill needs to make continued improvements in crop insurance, research, and other priorities to help beginning farmers and smaller-scale producers. NSAC is releasing a 128-page platform today that calls for, among other things, making changes in crop insurance that the group says would promote better conservation while making it easier for small-scale producers and organic farms to buy coverage. NSAC says the existing rules for crop insurance discourage sustainable farming practices such as cover cropping and instead encourage short crop rotations. The federal crop insurance program is a cornerstone of the farm safety net, but it must be improved to better serve all of America's farmers and use taxpayer dollars more efficiently, the group says. The coalition, which represents a nationwide collection of state and local organizations, also says that more money is needed for working lands conservation and for plant breeding research and development. They will join the growing list of organizations ramping up their messaging on the next Farm Bill. Senate panel to vote on Trump's pick for USTR Ag Negotiator. The Senate Finance Committee will convene this morning to vote on the nomination of Greg Dowd to be the next Chief Agriculture Negotiator for the U.S. Trade Representative and Jeffrey Garish, who is nominated to be Deputy USTR. The Trump administration is now mired in the renegotiation of the existing trade pacts with Mexico and Canada, that NAFTA, and South Korea, the Chorus Trade Agreement. But Dowd stressed during his October 5th nomination hearing, he's anxious to begin work on new trade pacts with countries like Japan and India. At the hearing, Dowd said, quote, As I have discussed with USTR Robert Lighthizer, when it comes to trade agreements, U.S. agriculture plays offense. Our nation's farmers and ranchers grow world-class products and should be able to export to any market of the world and be competitive. Clovis hearing possible next week. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts is looking at holding the confirmation hearing for Sam Clovis on November 1st. If the hearing goes forward, expect plenty of fireworks. Democrats say Clovis doesn't have the scientific qualifications to be USDA's undersecretary for research, economics, and education. They're also likely to grill him about comments he made on his radio talk show in Iowa. Clovis has been serving as an advisor at USDA since serving on the Trump campaign. Grassland losses decline. A new report out today for the World Wildlife Fund says U.S. grasslands are shrinking at a lower rate, although the group still says the next farm bill needs to curb the conversion of prairie to cropland. The report says that 2.5 million acres of grassland were put into crops of the Great Plains last year, compared to 3.7 million acres converted in 2015. WWF says that 8% of the Great Plains has been plowed up since 2009, leaving 54% of the region still in grass. 30% of the converted land was planted to wheat. The report also says that six songbird species that are usually found only on the Great Plains are in perilous decline. 
WWF is joining other environmental groups in supporting a national sod saver provision that would slash crop insurance subsidies for farmers who convert prairie to crops. The groups are also seeking increased funding for a full range of conservation programs. Report. Global groundwater policies need to change. The demand on groundwater supplies is rising rapidly and antiquated government policies on who has access to the increasingly prized resource need to be overhauled. That according to a new report by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD. Demand for depleted groundwater supplies is on its way to a 55% increase expected between the years 2000 and 2050. According to the report, the rules governing who has access are still primarily based on historical use. As withdrawals increase, so does the degradation of supplies by pollution, the report stresses, and that's creating an unsustainable situation. It's having the biggest impact on small farmers who have to dig further and further to tap the sources. Iowa State Ag Dean tapped to lead university. Wendy Witterstein, Dean of Iowa State University's College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, has been chosen as ISU's next president. Winterstein will be the 16th Iowa State president and the first woman to hold the title in the university's 159 years. She joined Iowa State in 1979, but left for two years in 1989 to 1990 to lead the USDA's National Pesticide Education Program, according to an ISU announcement. She has a degree in crop protection science from Kansas State University and a doctorate in entomology from Iowa State. Kurt Leeds, Iowa Soybean Association CEO, said Winterstein has a proven track record of being a tireless advocate for ISU and the state of Iowa. She understands the unique and critical role ISU plays in the future well-being of our state as a research-based land-grant institution. Winterstein has never lost sight of the special responsibility ISU has in training the next generation of leaders or wavered in her support of extension and outreach, all while maintaining her impeccable history of supporting world-class science and research. New York Mayor announces meatless Mondays for schools. America's cattle ranchers might disagree, but New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio thinks reducing the meat served to students will make them healthier. The mayor and school's chancellor, Carmen Farina, announced Monday that 15 Brooklyn schools will hold Meatless Mondays next spring in an effort to introduce them to more fruits and vegetables. Cutting back a little on meat will help make our city healthier and our planet stronger for generations to come, said de Blasio at a statement. Sherlane and I are excited to participate in Meatless Mondays at home, and we thank Borough President Adams for leading the charge behind this healthy and sustainable initiative. And action. Wheat goes Hollywood. Robin Leach may be best known for unveiling the lives of the rich and famous, but now he's hosting a television series called Food Quest, and the starring staple in an upcoming episode is none other than Wheat. The commodity that gives you bagels, waffles, English muffins, donuts, pasta and pretzels, and hot dog buns will be the focus of an episode that airs October 27th on the Food Network and also stars Kansas wheat farmer David Shim. 
We are excited to be a part of this unique opportunity which showcases wheat and wheat farmers on a national level, said Phil McLean, chairman of the National Wheat Foundation. The segment also does an excellent job of bringing to life the recent anti-gluten fads and reminds consumers of the important and nutritional role wheat plays in the human diet. Foundation also partnered with Ardent Mills, John Deere, and the Wheat Foods Council on this effort. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, October 24th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a hybrid strategic consulting, marketing, and communications company that delivers innovative solutions and meaningful results to clients across the farm, food, environmental sciences, and lifestyle spectrum. For more information, please visit WideOpenThinking.com. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.